Hi, I'm Doreen Ritchie and this is the first podcast in a series of five that I'm going to be doing in January um, to maybe give you some insights into various aspects of your life and maybe give you a few hints as to how to become a bit happier and maybe more calm. So the first one which you actually voted for is tonight and it's your money mindset. So a mindset is just basically a series of thoughts or beliefs around a subject. And we all have certain thoughts and beliefs around money. And this is called our money mindset. Now, these thoughts and beliefs or mindsets are a result of our upbringing and the cultural norms in our society around, in this case, money. As children under the age of seven, we all absorb information about the world completely without discrimination, without questioning it. And most of what we absorb is given to us by other people. For example, the ideas and beliefs of our parents, relatives, siblings, teachers, friends, and so on. And these ideas and beliefs are actually programmed into our brains and they eventually become our reality because we don't question it. So obviously this includes beliefs around money. So for example, if you come from um, a household where the common belief around money is that being rich makes you a bad person, then you're never going to be rich because your total belief is that if you do become rich, you'll be a bad person. Unfortunately for us, lots of us have very unhelpful mindsets around money. However, you know, believe it or not, your feelings of financial insecurity or lack or your fears about the future are not actually being caused by circumstances in your life, but by the thoughts in your head at any given moment in time. Your limiting beliefs are so habitual that they've become what you think is reality. <clears throat> they autom- you automatically go down that route. And your subconscious mind works hard to keep that view of reality alive. So this is what a programmed mindset is. But first of all, let's take a wee look at what money actually is. So money is really just a representation of value. When you do something for someone, they give you money for your service. When someone does something for you, you compensate them for their creating value in your life. In short, it's an exchange of energy. You create value in someone's life, they create value in your life. It's an exchange. If you give a lot of value to someone else, for example, your employer, you expect to be paid. And the amount you're going to be happy with is the value you put on your services. So if you have a high self-worth, and you have beliefs that tell you you're absolutely great and the value that you contribute to your company is amazing, you're not going to be happy with a low salary. However, as I've said, we all have some beliefs around money which affect our thinking. And sometimes this thinking is particularly unhelpful. So I'm going to list a few common beliefs here which I would like you to think about and see if any of them in particular resonate with you. There's about five or six common limiting beliefs around money. 
which we all seem to have. Well, we all seem to have one or two or three of them. So I'm just going to list them here for you. Number one, money is the root of all evil. Number two, money can't buy happiness. Number three, money is hard to come by. Number four, money's not that important. It's only money. Number five, money is there to be spent. Number six, I'm just not good with money. Now, I just want you to think about those for a second. And I'm here to tell you that I know I have two or three of them. (laughs) And I'm sure most of you have at least one or two. And these beliefs in particular affect the way you attract money into your life or whether you even can attract money into your life. Okay, so those are the six most common limiting beliefs or myths around money that we have. And I'd just like to expand a bit on each of them so that you get an idea of what it actually means when you believe something like this. So the first one is actually taken from the Bible and the full quote is the love of money is the root of all evil. So we take this to mean that loving money makes us greedy and obsessed with money. But actually, money is neutral. It's only a tool. It's energy. It can be used for good or evil. But money itself isn't evil, nor is it good. It just depends how we use it. And we can love money without being bad people. So unfortunately, we also extend this belief to think that rich people are all bad or at least unhappy or they don't deserve their money for some reason and obviously we don't want to be like that. So the problem is that when we believe this it stops us from attracting money to us or for example for asking for a pay rise or it stops us from trying to save money so that we can make more. Well what we need to do is actually to love money for the good that we can do with it. I mean, we're surrounded by abundance and having money is actually part of the abundance which is there for us to tap into. Abundance is our birthright. So what we should do here is start thinking of the good that having lots of money can do for ourselves and for others and think of money coming to you as part of the general abundance of your life. You don't have to be a bad, greedy person just because you have some money. The second myth, money can't buy happiness, is also very limiting to us whenever we're thinking of attracting money to us. If this is one of your beliefs, you're maybe imagining some sort of lonely person sitting in their mansion with them, surrounded by material stuff, but no love. And I'm sure, well, maybe that happens sometimes. But actually, money can buy a lot of things that that actually make you happy. For example, um, independence, lots of travel, top class health care. You can give it to charity. What about the joy of, of giving someone a perfect gift or buying your mother a house or all sorts of things? None of them is possible without money. So actually money can buy you happiness. The actual money itself, the paper bills that are in your pocket, don't do anything. They're completely neutral. 
It's what you do with them that actually counts. So people who have money are usually happier. There have been studies done and um, with about, you know, thousands of families. And the conclusion was that, yes, people with money are usually happier. So unfortunately for us, if you have a mindset that says money can't buy happiness, the problem is that it either stifles any urge you might have to better yourself, to go for a better job, ask for a pay rise or whatever. Or if you do receive money, you get rid of it as soon as you can by frittering it away on things that don't particularly matter or that you don't even want. So start thinking of all the happiness having money could bring into your life or the lives of your family and friends. What good could you do with it? What difference could you make with it? And then be grateful for all the money you do have and use it wisely. There is absolutely no need to think that money can't buy happiness or that you're somehow going to be a bad person if you enjoy it. So number three, money is hard to come by. Well, okay, fair enough. You don't get wealthy just by working hard. You could do 80 hours a week and still not get very much money for it and still not be wealthy. It depends what you're doing to get the wealth. You need to start looking at being creative. You need to start looking at um, creating real and lasting value in someone else's life in order for them to pay you a good price for that. So, for example, if you were a painter or a um, sculptor and you were able to um, paint beautiful paintings or something, you can ask for any amount that you would like for it. And if people value it, they're going to pay for it. So start thinking that money will come to you easily from different sources and start looking at what you can do creatively <clears throat> to create real value in other people's lives and money will come to you that way. Ask a good price for what it is you do, which is creative, and what it is you do that creates value in someone else's life. But just putting the hours in nine to five every every week won't really hack it. Number four, money's not that important. It's only money. Well, I don't know about that. Although I've heard many people say this to me. Um, this limiting belief about money expresses that you don't take money seriously enough. It's not one of your priorities. But that's the reason why you don't have any at the moment or you're having difficulty attracting it into your life. You need to, uh, you need to treat money with the respect that it deserves. We all work hard to create value in other people's lives or in companies and we expect to be paid for that. So you're giving up your time, you're using your skills and your experience to create value in something other than yourself. And you should be being paid well for that. So you should respect that money that you receive. Because if you disrespect it, if you treat it as if it's nothing, then you're really treating yourself disrespectfully because you've earned it. You've used your skills, you've given your time and you've created value. So the money you received, you should receive with gratitude and respect. Prioritize the value you create 
in others' lives and treat the money coming to you with respect. And that will actually attract more money into your life. So on to number five, money's there to be spent. Well, I have heard that a number of times. After you pay your bills, spend the rest. So this belief comes from not understanding that in order to create financial abundance, you actually have to invest and save money so that it makes more of itself. You'll never create the financial abundance that you could have if you don't do this. People spend money like there's no tomorrow, as we say, because maybe they actually believe there is no tomorrow for them. Maybe they're a bit depressed. Maybe they think, oh, I can't take it with me. And they think, okay, I'll just spend all this money indiscriminately because at least it'll make me happy at this moment in time. So these people need to have some, maybe some counselling about that and maybe they need to help to see the world differently. People think buying stuff, overspending, paying for things they don't really need, buying clothes they're not going to wear, they think that it's going to make them feel better. Well, it maybe does make them feel better at that moment in time. But actually, what they're actually doing is distracting themselves from what their real problems are. And that's not going to go away just by spending money. They need to actually look at what's behind this overspending, what's behind the frittering away of their resources. You should really try and get into the habit of saving at least something every month, even if it's a small amount. It's the action of saving it. It's the action of saying money is not just there to be spent. Money is there to be saved as well. So then we come to number six. I'm just not good with money. Well, this one is really just a cop out and assumes that you can't learn anything new. I mean, I'm sure you're good at your job and 100 other things in your life. So burying your head in the sand and saying you're no good with money is just really just a cop out. You're just putting off what you don't want to face. You don't want to face the management of your money. You don't want to have to take care of it. So you just throw the hands up and say, oh, I'm just not good with money. If you really don't understand your bank balance, if you really don't understand your investments or anything about interest or whatever, well then start educating yourself about it. Study it, get a book, have a look at what other people say about it, research it on the internet. And then analyse what you're actually doing with the money you have. I tell my clients this all the time. How are you spending it? Tell me what you're spending it on. Do you have things that you could do that you could save money like conglomerate um, insurances together or stop spending money on food and Marks and Spencers and instead go to Lidl? Um, look at all your subscriptions, get rid of half of them. You know, renegotiate your contracts for your sky or your phone. So take a careful look at things like that and try and see what is happening with your money. And then take curbs to increase your saving and curb your spending. Once you start taking back control over your finances, it's an absolutely fantastic feeling. And sooner or later, you'll be saying, actually, I'm quite good with money. So 
Okay, we've looked at various common beliefs around money which can affect our money mindset and hence the amount of money that we attract into our lives. So what I want you to do is actually just think a little bit differently around your beliefs around money and start to question them. You know, if you if your first thought is, for example, one of these, love of money is the root of all evil, well, start questioning that. You know, is it really? No, of course not. So I'm not saying that you're going to be a total financial success once you start questioning your limiting beliefs. But you will have some better times ahead of you if you do. However, one of the biggest blocks to being a financial or any other kind of success is fear. And that's fear of failure, fear of criticism, fear of being laughed at. But actually fear is just like anything else. It's just a thought. And if we learn not to respond to unhelpful thoughts about anything, whether it's fear or limiting beliefs around anything, then actually the thought goes away. Time passes and we don't have to respond. In fact, you know, you'll be exactly as successful as you allow yourself to be. The idea that you're not worthy of success is a made-up story. If we try a new venture and fail at the first hurdle and then just give up, well, really, is that any way to be? Try again, try again, try again. What we know about the failure is teaching us that actually that's not the way to go about it. Try a different way. And don't forget that you need your financial freedom. It allows you to be who you really are, not who you have to be. Let's face it, who wants to be a slave to money? Who wants to be doing nine to five all the time or 80 hours a week in order to make money? That isn't really you. So to say it in a nutshell, the way to increase your income is to create value in other people's lives by giving a service to other people in whatever way you choose, as creatively as you choose. And in turn, you will be given money. There's many ways of doing this, and you can think of lots of them. But no matter what route you're, you're going to take, here's the thing. You have to change your thinking around money before anything else can change permanently. You, you can think of all the creative m- methods that you like about attracting money, into your life about creating value into other people's lives. But unless you change your thinking around money, unless you change your limiting beliefs, then your creativity and effort will be to no avail and money won't be attracted into your life. So what you need to do is question your limiting money mindset. Think abundant thoughts. Look after the money you have and be grateful for the money coming to you. But the first thing is change your mindset. Now, I hope this has been of some help to you in actually showing you that your money mindset is an actual thing there. It is a belief. It is a series of thoughts that you have about money in your life. This was probably planted there long ago and you just have accepted it as reality. And what I'm saying to you is, It isn't necessarily reality. Anything that you think can be changed. Anything that you believe can be questioned. And the more you question, 
what your habitual beliefs are, the more you'll get to the truth of the matter, which is that at any moment in time, we can behave whatever way we choose. And we can look at things positively or negatively as we choose. So, as I say, be grateful for the money that you have and the money that's coming to you and change your mindset so that it's more positive. Thanks for listening. And the next podcast is the second Wednesday in January and it's on worry. Thanks again. Bye. If the content of this podcast or any of the other podcasts coming resonate with you, please get in touch with me, Doreen Ritchie, at um, Doreen Ritchie, um, Life and Executive Coach on Facebook, or my email, Doreen underscore Ritchie at hotmail.com, or my website, www.doreenritchiecoaching.com, and message me for a free consultation and see if I can um, help you sort out any problems you have. Thank you. Bye.